Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Cigna Health Insurance is acquiring Express Scripts of St. Louis. It is a very big deal worth $67 billion. Joining me in studio is Stephen Howard, Assistant Professor for Health Management and Policy at St. Louis University's College for Public Health and Social Justice. Stephen, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me here, Don. What do you make of this deal? Well, it's while it was a surprise to us locally, I think it's part of a national trend and we shouldn't have been caught off guard by it. You say it's a surprise. Chancellor Tom George of the University of Missouri-St. Louis shares some real estate out in North County there with Express Scripts. He, too, caught off guard. Right, right. I was a bit surprised. Uh, I mean, not that this something like this could eventually happen, but, uh, you know, it, just, it was sprung on us. And, uh, you know, it, trying to trying to get my arms around it and trying to understand, I was happy to hear that they want to maintain the Express Scripts presence, uh, which is split between our campus and on the other side of Route uh, 70. So that part I was happy to hear, and and they're not trying to relocate Express Scripts itself. That's Tom George, the chancellor at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Now back to Stephen Howard. Yeah, people were caught off guard, and everyone seems, seems to feel that the facility certainly is going to remain here. Right, and that's encouraging. Of course, they you know they've been great partners for all of us in the community, including at St. Louis University. They hire our students. Um, they send their employees to be students in our in our executive programs. It's it's been a great symbiotic relationship. What does this deal mean to Express Scripts and to Signa? Mm-hmm. Well, I think for Express Scripts, one of the key things that they'll have is um, potentially expanded reach as a partnership with Signa can grow them into a lot of the existing Signa accounts that perhaps they were not able to have before. Aren't they likely to lose some accounts too because Cygnus competitors are likely to right. pull away? And I think that's exactly what we'll, we'll see. On the other hand, you'll see that uh, Cygnus competitors who are currently doing business with Express Scripts will decide to choose another partner. And there are a few other partners, although they are certainly the largest in this PBM, Pharmacy Benefit Manager, space. The, the man who runs Express Scripts, uh, Tim Wentworth, says the combined company has positioned is now positioned to transform healthcare. That's a pretty big statement. Uh, what what do you think he means by that? Well, I think we're seeing healthcare transformed all around us. Regardless, um, this is just the first. Just what was it um, two months ago? About we saw the announcement that Aetna is buying CVS Caremark, which was the number two PBM in the nation, mm-hmm. and then we saw a dispute with Anthem and a lawsuit between Express Scripts and Anthem, not that long ago. I think last year, mm-hmm. and. Anthem announcing that they, when their contract expired with Express Scripts, they would be pulling out and starting their own PBM, just like United and others. So what all is going on? There's all sorts of consolidation, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and acquisitions. If right. You will. So I think whether it's the the market pressure, a lot of which was spurred by the Affordable Care Act a few years back, we've just seen that as a as a catalyst, mm-hmm. as an accelerant, that there's increasing pressure on cost of care like never before, mm-hmm. and. One of the largest components, I think it's the second largest component in healthcare cost, is the pharmaceutical component. So having better control over that is very valuable for any insurer. Is something like this likely to lead to uh, lower costs for us consumers? It has the potential to. So I'll, I'll, I'll remain optimistic at this point. I think as we see the big insurers either create their own PBMs or acquire PBMs, it means that they'll have a broader scope to be able to drive down prices. Go ahead. Oh, one of the key points of contention between the insurers, and this was in some of the um, – there were a lot of articles about this a year or two ago, uh, is this issue of rebates. So one of the most important things the 
PBM does is negotiate with the drug manufacturers to get all the drugs that are needed, including the latest and greatest. You know, things are coming on and off patent. So there's a lot of work to that, and only a very large insurer wants to bring that in-house. But when you, uh, when you reduce the number of uh, fish in this particular sea and you have larger companies, generally it doesn't work in favor of the consumer mm-hmm. because they have – it's almost monopolistic. Well, we'll be, we will be moving toward more of an oligopoly. That's yeah. true. With United, Aetna, Cigna, uh, and um, – as, as an anthem, of course, as the key players with their own PBMs. You have a background in this area yourself. Before you became an academic, yeah. you, were, you were in the field. Tell me about that experience and what you learned that can be applied to this situation. Sure, sure. Yeah, academia has definitely been a second or third life for me. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I came from Oregon, which is a very different healthcare market. And uh, one of the things that we had were locally owned managed care companies that especially that did Medicare and Medicaid. And we, so we were a physician-owned um, Medicare Advantage managed care plan uh, in, in many ways similar to the, the essence plans that are here in, in our market. And we needed pharmacy benefits. So we went on the market, contracted with, with providers. And one of the things that's not at all transparent is this issue of the rebates because they're negotiated between the PBM and the manufacturer, the PBM the, being just the to be sure, pharmacy benefit manager, such as Express Scripts, sure. yeah, and that's not exactly transparent mm-hmm. to their client. In this case, us as an insurer. So we would go out to bid and find out that lo and behold, we could have had we gone with Caremark at that time. That was before the CVS acquisition or Express Scripts. We could have saved a million dollars a year, which for us was a lot um, compared to the one we were with. The, uh, the the idea of uh, maybe losing some of its uh, some of its clients, Express Script, that is, uh, would perhaps indicate that some jobs might be lost. If you're losing income, changes have to be made. Would you buy into that at all? Well, I think while there's that pressure, there's the counterbalance of the opportunity to pick up new ones. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about that at this point because I think there will there will be adjustment in the market, but I'm not worried about that uh, being a reduction in our local presence. Mm. Of course, we might anticipate that some of the leadership positions won't, won't need to be as redundant, perhaps. And so that's the only thing I would worry about. Yeah, they talk about redundancies and synergies and all oh. that sort of thing. It's, it's, it's a classy way of saying, I guess, we're going we're gonna to fire some people. Well, and they've committed that it won't be many. And I, I don't see a need for many. I, I really see that Cigna will, will need all the capabilities that Express Scripts can bring to the table. And that would be because one is an insurance company and the other is the is a pharmaceutical management uh, mm-hmm. firm. So th- there's not going to be that much redundancy. No. No, I would not see that. And one of the key benefits to Cigna that you asked about earlier is the data powerhouse that is Express Scripts. I've been there on a number of tours and I'm continually impressed with the quantity of data they have and how astute they are in being able to analyze it and really understand what's going on with patients and trends. They, they can bring a lot to an insurer to help them do a better job. I want to go into a little more detail of that in a moment, but just staying with the jobs thing, we have had an opportunity to talk with Brian Tankilet, a healthcare stock analyst at Jeffries in New York City, and uh, he, he was asked if jobs, in fact, will be lost. I don't think you will see significant change in terms of expresses presence on the ground in St. Louis, but it's also probably naive to say that they will not, that they would not try to reduce a little bit um, on the size of the company, right? I mean, as 
Cigna looks for synergy opportunities, and they laid out um, $600 million of targeted synergies from the acquisition over time. Uh, you know, some of that will obviously have to come in the form of uh, staff reductions. So eventually I think you will see some of that. But for the most part, I would say that Cigna's intention is to keep Express Scripts uh, in St. Louis. I mean, they have the head office there, obviously. They have some mail facilities there. Um, you know, they, they have some call centers in the area. So I, I think those are operations that will need to remain in St. Louis. Pretty much in line with the, exactly what you were saying. Right. I would yeah. agree with them. Yeah. Now, getting back to this, uh, this massive data that, uh, that mm-hmm. Express Scripts had, tell me a little bit more about how a Cigna would use this. Mm-hmm. So Cigna will have data on claims for their own members, right? And that'll be everything from the if you went to a physician office last week, if I went to the hospital, you know, last night, um, they would tend to have this. Now, they'll a lot of times their data can be a little bit older because they're waiting for a claim to be submitted and processed. The pharmaceutical claims can even be a little more rapid uh, because they're fulfilled more quickly, paid more quickly, and so that data is is highly actionable. It would seem to me then, with this additional data that Cigna might have, it could be used contrary to the interest of consumers. I mean, it might see some things there that would cause it, the rates to rise. Well, I think that's where regulation will be important. You know, yeah. what's what's allowed? I think about it specifically from their ability to actually manage the health of a population. Their their drivers are to keep the cost of care down. To do that, you need to reduce unnecessary utilization, help people stay on maintenance drugs. Right, so that they don't have adverse mm-hmm. uh, side effects, wind up in the emergency department, and then inpatient. Uh, Stephen Howard, you mentioned a couple of moments ago that uh, the, the Affordable Care Act uh, comes into play here. In, in, mm-hmm. in what way? Well, I think we saw this as a spurring all of this activity just a few years ago because there was the need to be able to expand. And so some of these carriers that we're, that we're talking about have covered Medicaid, depending on the state. And I think they're all in the Medicare Advantage business as well as in the commercial business. And those were the folks who dove into the exchanges. So even if the exchanges start to dwindle, this this has already been set in motion that we've got uh, an expansion of care, expansion of, of folks being covered by insurance. And that brings with it the need to just better – reduce costs. Uh, from your vantage point, looking at this uh, transaction, which is probably not going to be finalized for several months, good thing or bad thing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, too early to say. I could see it go either way. Again, I, I'll say I'll be optimistic. Although it moves us a little bit more toward an oligopoly, I see it as a vertical integration of services that can be useful for the consumer. If it means that under my Cigna insurance that they have better data on me. They can reach out to me when their predictive analytics tools tell them, oh, I'm about ready to have a problem. They may know it before I do and be able to intervene and help me. Is there anything we can look at, any past transactions amongst companies that would give us a hint as to which way it's likely to go? Most of this is so new, I think that's hard to say. Uh, there, there are certainly other mergers that we've seen, like between the physician, outpatient space, and inpatient. Those have not yielded like over the 90s and 2000s, have not yielded all the benefits that were, that were uh, proposed. What, what else? Uh, our time is winding down, but what else should, uh, should the public know about this that would be important that we haven't mentioned? I think just that it, this is a time that we're increasing to have – we increasingly have data, including consumer data in the market. So take the opportunity, if you have the ability to shop your insurance, shop and see who's out there. Let's see if Cigna costs can go down. They'll be more competitive. United – 
when they transitioned to their own pharmacy benefit manager, they swore they would be passing on these rebates that now they are capturing, not mm-hmm. a PBM like Express Scripts, that they would pass those on to the consumer. So let's see if that proof materializes. Well, sometimes corporate promises don't mean much. I recall when InBev came in and promised no jobs would be lost in St. Louis, and lo and behold, 2,000 jobs were lost over at, uh, over right. at the brewery. Now, it is certainly a lot more cost-effective to have a workforce here than in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that. So hopefully that works in our favor. Yeah, that's where Cigna is headquartered. That's mm-hmm. where maybe some executives might wind up. But I could see this that big plant out here is not going anyplace. I would not anticipate that, no. Professor Stephen Howard, thank you so much for being with us and helping us understand this tra- transaction a little bit better. Pleasure, He's with Tom. St. Louis University's College for Public Health and Social Justice. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.